This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. I need God for blank. What do you need God for? Now, most people really don't know how to answer that question, what they need God for, and that's the typical tragedy of the grand European model. And I began to realize as I would travel more over there, U.S. is different from Europe in that regard. Of course, if Obama was still, Obama was still in office, he would make us more toy, like the Europeans, but anyway. But God says to Israel in Isaiah 43, 26, he says, put me in remembrance Put me in remembrance. In other words, God is saying, remember me? Remember me? God is saying, start filling in the blank of the statement, I need God for. And so first, God is waiting for Israel to just to put God in their thoughts. Think about God. What does you think about God? Think. Start by thinking, what is God like? What is he like? What is God like? You know what that search will lead to? That search will lead to the discovery that the nature of God is to care. That's what God is like. The nature of God is to care. And then the next thought, what have I done against God? What have I done against God? You know what that will lead to? That will lead to the discovery of Isaiah 59.2. Your iniquities have separated yourselves between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. And then the next thought, what do I do? What do I do to fix the breach? What do I do to repair the gap that my sins have caused between me and God? That will lead to the great discovery of Isaiah 118, where they will lead to the hearing of the calling of God in Isaiah 118. Come now, come now, let's reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be crimson, they shall be as wool. And then the thought, the next question, how can God do that? How can God forgive my sins? How can he forgive my sins? That search will lead to the discovery of Isaiah 53.5. Isaiah 53.5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised 
for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace with upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. But nothing starts, nothing starts without the first step of Isaiah 43, 26. Put me in remembrance. That's why the most important advice that we can give to a lost person this year is just three words, you need God. You don't need religion. We just celebrated Christmas. The Lord Jesus Christ didn't come to bring us religion. He didn't come to bring us Christianity. He came as the true God to give us life through knowing him. So then God says something amazing in verse 26. It's just amazing. When you look at this and God says, let us plead together. And you say, did I read that right? Did I read that right where, the, where, where God said, let us plead together? Does the almighty God plead? Does he beg? Yes, in Matthew 23, 37, Matthew 23, 37, we see Jesus, we see Jehovah Jesus pleading with Jerusalem and saying, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and ye would not, you wouldn't. And so there he stands as the great Jehovah Jesus with a broken heart. He's pleading with the Jewish people, would you let me gather you? Would you let me protect you? Would you let me care for you? And then the tragic words, you would not. I would, you would not. This is the same Jehovah Jesus that's spoken about in Romans 10.21. In Romans 10.21 where it says, but to Israel he saith, all day long, I've stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. He's pleading with the Jewish people to come to him, to be saved from their sins. That's amazing to see God pleading. So he, there they are. They're under the judgment in Babylon. They're under judgment because of their sins. They're slaves again. And God says he's pleading for them. He's pleading for them and he's judging them at the same time. And that's what it says in Isaiah 3.13. Isaiah 3.13 says, the Lord standeth up to plead and standeth to judge the people. In a Jeremiah 2.9, Jeremiah 2.9 says, wherefore I will yet plead with you, saith the Lord, and with your children's children will I plead, will I plead. Ezekiel 20, verse 35, Ezekiel 20, 35, I will bring you into the wilderness of the people, and there will I plead with you face to face. What a word. God says he's gonna plead with them face to face. Micah 6, 2, Micah 6, 2, hear, O ye mountains, the Lord's controversy. You strong foundations of the earth, the Lord hath a controversy with his people, and he will plead with Israel. God pleads, God pleads with Israel and every person, he pleads with every person, Jew or Gentile, that has sinned against him and his plea is, come to me, that sin is a tragedy, but come to me for forgiveness and cleansing. And when a person does come to him for forgiveness and cleansing, you know what that person looks like? 
He looks like a publican in Luke 18, 13. In Luke 18, 13, where it says, the publican standing far off would not lift so much as his eyes unto heaven, and but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. When that happens, when that happens, a wonderful thing is seen of a pleading together. God and the man, God and the publican, God and man are pleading together. God pleads for man to come to him for forgiveness and cleansing. Man is pleading to God for forgiveness and cleansing. And that's the fulfillment of verse 26, Isaiah 43, 26. Let's plead together. Let us plead together. Because God feels the tragedy of man's sin more than man does. And God is pleading for man long before man pleads with God. And God is inviting man and he's saying, and this pleading together is a beautiful scene that will happen prophetically, will take place in the case of the Jewish people in Israel in Zechariah 13.9. In Zechariah 13.9 will be the fulfillment of this pleading together where it says, and I'll bring the third part through the fire. That means two-thirds of the Jewish people, unfortunately, will be killed. But one-third, he says, will bring through the fire, and I'll refine them as silver is refined, and I'll try them as gold is tried, and they shall call on my name. What name is that? The name of Jesus, Jehovah Jesus. They shall call on my name, and I will hear them. I will say, it's my people, and they shall say, the Lord is my God. That pleading together is gonna be when God says in Zechariah 13, 9, it's my people, and Israel says in the same verse, the Lord is my God. When that pleading happens, there's not gonna be a dry eye in heaven, not a dry eye in the house. That's the first advice that God gives for 2017, repair the past. Fix it. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just, to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, 1 John 1, 9. 1 John 1, 9. And what God is pleading for, what is he pleading? Is in verse 26 again, Isaiah 43, 26, verse 26. He's pleading, declare thou, declare thou that thou mayest be justified. You know, there's one thing that God cannot do for any person, and that is God cannot confess their sin. That has to be done by the person. Each person has to do that, and so God pleads in verse 26, declare thou, just like God pleaded in Hosea 5.4, Hosea 5.4, when he said they won't frame their doings to turn unto the Lord. They won't put a frame around what they did and say that was sin. For the spirit of whoredoms have been in the midst of them. They've not known the Lord. The pride of Israel doth testify to his face. It's the pride of a person that keeps him from saying three simple words, I have sinned, I have sinned. And the tragedy that you see throughout the book of Revelation is this refusal to say, I have sinned. Revelation 2.21, Revelation 2.21, I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Revelation 16.9, Revelation 16.9, men were scorched with great heat and blaspheme the name of God, which have power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. This is how John the Baptist 
prepared the people for the coming of the Lord, prepared the way of the Lord. By his ministry of repentance, all John the Baptist did was to get the Jewish people to just say three words, I have sinned, because there's no start with God without saying, I have sinned. And when God said, declare thou, he was saying, just confess it. You know, when Eve was there at the garden with the devil, and the devil was saying, oh, Eve, pretty, huh? Nice. Oh, and you don't know how it tastes. And you don't know what it's gonna do for your eyes. Oh, it's gonna open your eyes. Eve, just do it. Just do it. And unfortunately, she did it. And then she came to her husband, and we can imagine the conversation before him. Well, Eve, you know, God said that the day you eat it, you're gonna die. Just do it, Adam, just do it. And he did it. It was all just do it. And now God is saying, just confess it. Just confess it. There's no start with God without that. And this is what God is pleading for. He's pleading for this. He says in, in Jeremiah 2.35, Jeremiah 2.35, Yet thou sayest, because I am innocent, surely his anger shall turn from me. So in other words, he's saying, you're sitting there saying, I don't know why I'm suffering all this, I'm so innocent. And yet thou sayest, because I'm innocent, surely his anger will turn from me. Behold, I will plead with thee, because thou sayest, I have not sinned. See, whenever anyone says that, whenever anyone says, I haven't sinned, I'm not a sinner, oh no, I'm not a dirty sinner, what are you talking about, me? I'm a good person. See, whenever a person has said that, that he's innocent, he hasn't sinned, as long as a person doesn't say the words of the publican in Luke 18, 13, Luke 18, 13, God be merciful to me, a sinner, there's no start. So as we look back over 2017, count our blessings, it's important also to see the nature of God is to care about our sins. And in seeing that, just confess it. Just confess it. You know, we all wanna just sweep it under the carpet, but it's still under the carpet. It's time to lift up the carpet. Lift up the carpet. Deal with the tragedy of sins by confessing it because God says, I want so much to forgive you. I want so much to cleanse you. You gotta confess it. And as we look forward to 2018, it's important for us to see the purpose that God has for us. God has a purpose for us, and we see this purpose in verse 20, Isaiah 43, 20. Isaiah 43, 20, where God begins to talk about animals. He says, the beast of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give waters in the wilderness, the rivers in the desert, to give to my, give drink to my people, my chosen. Here God is saying, I want you to look at animals. Look at the wild dragons with the jackals, that's what they translated. Jackals, animals, wild animals, owls. I want you to see how I give them drink in the wilderness. David put it this way in Psalm 104, 21. Psalm 104, 21, he said, the young lions roar after their prey. They seek their meat from God. David is saying, when they're roaring, they're roaring to God. Give me something to eat, and God does. And Psalm 147, 9, Psalm 147, 9, it says, he giveth to the beast his food, to the young ravens which cry. And then he wants Israel to think, think about how God gave you water from a rock, a rock in the desert. 
In Psalm 114.8, Psalm 114.8, God turned the rock into a standing water, the flint into a fountain of waters. And all of this, God is saying to them, see, verse 20, Isaiah 43.20, see, I wanna give drink to my people, my chosen. He wants to quench our thirst within. Because we live in a spiritually dry world, David describes it in Psalm 63.1, Psalm 63.1, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee, my soul thirsteth after thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. That's the world around us. The world doesn't have any interest in God. No interest in God. And when we see that, it makes us thirsty for God. And this thirst for God was what the Lord Jesus was referring to in John 7:37, John 7:37, when he said in that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me or into me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Two hymns we sang about tonight, the rivers of living water. But this he spake of the spirit. And when he said this, Many people believed on him and said this was the prophet. Because the soul thirst that the Lord Jesus was talking about was what he came to satisfy. And when he met this immoral woman, this Samaritan immoral woman at the well, he put his finger right on that. When it says in John 4.10, John 4.10, Jesus answered and said unto her, if thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith unto thee, give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, he would have given thee living waters. So that's a great offer. That's something that the woman really wanted, and she pleads for, but then he says, well, not so fast. He says, first go call your husband. And then she says, well, actually, I don't have a husband. He says, right on. You don't have a husband because you've had five husbands, and the person you're living with now is not your husband, which, of course, never happens in our day around us. Nobody ever lives together. But anyway, and then she didn't say something like, oh, well, you know, everybody's doing that. Everybody, all my friends live together. They don't get married. He just seemed to say that. You know what she said to him? Sir, I perceive thou art a prophet. That was her way of saying, I confess it. I confess it. You said declare it. I declare it. And then he gives her the water. And when he did that for that woman there, he became the man that was prophesied in Isaiah 32.2. Isaiah 32.2, there was a tremendous prophecy given about a man shall be as a hiding place from the wind, a covert from the tempest, rivers of water in a dry place, and a shadow of a great rock in a weary land. So who is this? In 2018, that's what the Lord wants to be for us. He wants, the Lord Jesus wants to be for us a personal hiding place from the winds of the pull of this world. He wants to be a personal shelter from the storms of temptation which come on us. He wants to be a personal well of water when we're in a dry place. He wants to be a personal shadow over the heat of the trials that we're gonna face. And as we look at this verse, the Lord Jesus wants to be for us all those things. He wants us to find our soul satisfaction in him. He wants us to escape to him. 
He is our great escape. God does not want us to find our soul satisfaction in 2018 in the great escape to vacations, to recreations, to Las Vegas, to video games, to TV shows, to movies. God wants that our ultimate escape is to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why he says, I give waters in the wilderness and in Isaiah 43:10, I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people. That's why it's so important in 2008 to resolve to have a daily morning quiet time with God and to use this Bible reading schedule that you have there in the bulletin to reading four chapters a day, which will take you right through the Bible, right through the Old Testament once, the New Testament twice, the Psalm twice, because that's the God's purpose for us is to find the Lord Jesus in his word, through his word. That's why he said, blessed are they in Matthew 5, 6, Matthew 5, 6, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Because as we hunger and thirst after righteousness, we become the heart that David spoke about in Psalm 42.1, Psalm 42.1, as the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? And then in Psalm 63, as we said, Psalm 63, one, O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsted for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. And David talks about stretching out his hands to God. He's talking about stretching out his soul to God in Psalm 143, verse six. Psalm 143, verse six, where he says, I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee as a thirsty land. And when we do that, then we hear him saying to us this invitation. He says three times the word come in Isaiah 55.1. Isaiah 55.1, he says it three times. He says, ho, everyone that thirsteth, come to the waters. He that hath no money, come and buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money, without price. He says, in Isaiah 41:17, Isaiah 41:17, he says, he looks down and he says, when the poor and the needy seek water and there is none and their tongue faileth for thirst, I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers in high places, fountains in the valleys. I'll make the wilderness a pool of water and dry land springs of water. Now, I know there are times in the morning when we come to God and we've got more interest in the weather channel than we do in the Bible. And we just feel dull and we just feel so insensitive to the things of God. And that's the time to say to God, I need you to fulfill this promise in me of Psalm 41.18, Psalm 41.18. I need you to open rivers of waters in high places, fountains in the midst of the valleys, make make a pool of water in the wilderness, Give me springs of water in my dry land. This is the last invitation in the book of Revelation, the last invitation of the Bible in Revelation 21.6, where he says he's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, and then he says, I give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. 
Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.